Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about growing international brands, how you can extend your company to international trade and many other things. If you today work in digital, it's a must have because almost everything you can sell everywhere worldwide. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Dr. Islam Guda. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Natalie? I'm doing great. Looking forward to learn more about that because I have my projects. I'm going to extend them you know, to many different trades. Right now, we're working in the US, but of course, uh, we have some online tools with AI, by the way, because today it's hard to ignore AI. I think mm -hmm. that was simple. Yesterday, hard today, impossible tomorrow. <laughs> we need to develop AI, you know, to... Because um, once I spoke with Jeff Coyle, co-founder of Market Muse, and he told me, in the future, we'll have three companies. The first company will develop AI, the second company will implement AI, and the third company will be obsolete. So, yeah, I don't want to be obsolete. Islam, before we start, just tell more about your self-experience, background, and why you pay attention to grow international brands? To be honest with you, and actually that's a good question. Um, basically, the world nowadays is a very small village that we all kind of uh, communicating with each other in our own uh, domains. Um, I mean, people from the U.S. are communicating with different brands out uh, in the worldwide. And uh, like, for example, Tesla is a worldwide brand that is selling everywhere from China to Japan to the Middle East to everywhere. So to how to, to market to international um, markets, that's a crucial question to ask. And it's not to overlook because when you are communicating with people, you are not only communicating with them your product, you are communicating with them your culture. To their culture, uh, you are communicating with them in their own language. You are communicating with them with their, your own ethos and how it's congruent with their own ethos. So you need to understand and to be culturally sensitive and to implement the ideas that you reach people where they are whenever you can in the most customized and uh, optimized ma method ever. So that's why we should uh, market internationally. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Okay, Islam, I have the first question about uh, using AI. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, before ChatGPT, I used AI, but I didn't use like I can do today. And I often use AI including ChatGPT, to translate from different languages. Uh, sometimes it's not good because we have different culture, different uh, mentality. So we can't use the same text even after translation. But I can set up this prompts, you know, to ask ChatGPT, please consider uh, the culture. What do you think? How is it accurate? data by using AI if you want to translate your website to specific languages? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm thinking about AI as like people ask me, would AI replace marketing manager or I'm, I'm a marketing person per se, like for in my domain. So I say that years back when they said that Excel would uh, replace accountants, uh, it's the same concept. Uh, People using Excel will replace regular accountants, but people or marketeers using AI will not uh, will replace the people who are not using AI. 
AI cannot replace anyone because you need the human touch. You still need the human heart. You still need accountability. You still need people who can say um, that this work has been supervised by them and this is what how it was done by them and and these are the prompts that were done by them. So you need accountability. Who can be accountable if, if somebody, if you go to AI, for example, and you ask them, should I drink water? They will tell you, of course, you should drink eight, couple, eight cups of water per day. And you go drink seawater. You don't understand the difference. No, you need people who can be mature enough to understand the difference between the prompts that gives you is given to you by AI and how you can make sense of them. So going back to your question of how you can translate a specific language into uh, into um, AI, that's a very critical kind of problem because basically you cannot translate a language to AI. That's very tricky and very, very damaging to the brand itself. So that's my answer to the question. Yeah, you know, my dog is coming to listen to valuable information. So <laughs> it's better to keep my dog because, you know, um, another way, we will get some noise, you know, <laughs> asking about that. Okay, uh, Islam, uh, let's talk about uh, finding the right channel. You know, for example, uh, I started my online journey in Ukraine. Uh, I created a few companies, then um, I extended to other uh, trades, but I found that I never used the same methods. For example, if uh, I got great results in SEO uh, in Ukraine, uh, um, no, it's hard to do it uh, from the beginning in the US because, yeah, it's more competitive and uh, it's not my strong side. Then uh, I found LinkedIn. So uh, I use this channel to get results. Uh, for example, I grew my Ukrainian channel on YouTube and use different methods to grow my English channel because what uh, works in one trade doesn't mean you can get the same results uh, in other trade because it's better to consider your strong side. Can you tell how to find these channels, how to find what actually will work in uh, other markets? Uh, that's a good question, and actually, so the most important thing before conducting a, or to venturing into a different market, the most important thing is to have social listening. So you need to understand what the market is saying about their needs. People don't understand what they want. People, when you give them a product or when you give them a solution, they don't understand what they want. So you can package a product based on the needs, the pain points, the, 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 the things that people um, have have looking forward to or are they would like to implement into their lives as to relieve the pains that they are facing so basically you need to create some sort of a packaging that speaks to the customers into their own language um not and by the way most important thing is not to be outside of the box you can be offering a product that's being already offered in the market and it can be uh, uniquely priced, it can be uniquely marketed, and it can be a profit, it can make profit. So the most important thing is research, research, and research. You have to understand who you are talking to, you have to understand to whom you are packaging the product, the product and you have to understand what people want and what their pain points. That's how you can target the people, and that's how you can reach them in any way, in anywhere, and any cost. Yeah, I'm interested about this research. 
can you tell how to do it? Because you know, I see when companies uh, do it wrong. Uh, in most cases, in most cases, they check out com competition, and I often get requests like uh, steal the traffic from my competitors, get uh, the same sales, uh, use their methods, but it's not good idea. For example, if you ask me to compete with Mr. Beast, how I can do it? You know, it's not my strong side. Uh, and it's better to consider your unique selling proposition. Can you tell how to collect this data uh, considering competitors, clients and strong side? The most important question to ask yourself is why you are doing this. If you know the why, you will understand for sure the how. So, for example, um, if you are doing a podcast uh, or if you are marketing to the U.S. market, you must understand why you are doing it so that you can know how. So, start with yourself first. Do an audit to yourself. What are you? What are you unique in? Uh, how you can convey a story? What's your story? What's your what's your um, strength? What's your major points that you can deliver on? That's the most important thing. So after you understand yourself, understand the market, the competitors, how the people in the market uh, react to the competitors, what people are looking into when they are watching Mr. Beast. You, you, you wouldn't be congruent with Mr. Beast per se, but you would be providing entertainment because that's what he's providing. So you can, but you are not offering only entertainment, you're also offering information. So it can be infotainment. So you can yeah. package it the way that people are approaching to you in a way that they see similarities between you and a, a public figure. They, they, they create connections and by then you can create rapport and you would understand yourself and you would know how to deliver on yourself. Build the brand story first, approach the market and understand it, and then you can have a great product to offer. Simple. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds simple, but when you get these pitfalls, <laughs> challenges, by the way, let's talk about challenges. Can you list challenges uh, that you can meet during your way? Because you now in my life, at any project, when I start something new, I usually build high expectations because I don't know what kind of pitfalls and challenges I will get during the way. But when you meet them you understand it's not simple it's hard <laughs> but we can find a way and uh, i know one thing if it's hard that means less competitors will do it so uh, the most hardest thing uh, means uh, the most lucrative uh, profitable thing so can you tell about challenges uh, what kind of challenges can you find and how to overcome them the most important or the most prominent challenge I have faced with uh, with people who I consult, especially in uh, uh, SMEs or small businesses that they think that they would like to make a profit immediately. Yeah. Uh, they think that <laughs> overnight. Like to, yeah, in overnight. So it doesn't happen that way. It's not. It's not. It's not like a magical formula that you will create a company and then you will make a profit. It doesn't happen that way. Um, can you imagine that Uber till now did not break even in the marketplace? Uber till now did not break even because basically they are they ventured into more different markets. They do not own any vehicle. They own a software and they are trying to break even, uh, but they couldn't. They are trying to expand to other markets to break even, but till now they did not. Simply because they are not 
for the profit only. They are for the market share. And that's how, how business works. You own a piece of the market. You own a piece of the, sh the shares in the market. And then you, after that, after some, some years, you make a profit. People with visions make profits. But people with, with needing profits without visions will never make profits. That's the most important challenge that I, I see prominent in, in people's lives. The second important from a client side or from an, um, a, a perspective of the agency side, I see that management sometimes with an over with a short side uh, looking towards um, how can marketing a, a specific product make me make money. It doesn't work that way. Marketing does not make you money. It's how you bond with people. It's how you create trust that will make you money. If you, for example, have a customer, uh, have a company that has many sales people in the in, in the different departments and they go to a customer and they tell them that we have this and this and that product or that or, or this and that service how can you make sure that this company will trust you as a as a as a partner of them without even knowing about you without even having a portfolio without even having a, a mark in the market that's that's yeah. not making any sense like it's just it's just, just like letting people go to a specific customer and telling them uh sell to me that product it doesn't work that way in order for you to sell you have to have market you have to have yeah. marketing so these are the most prominent challenges i see and uh, i'm i have faced during my my time life and in, in marketing the the third one which is very important is communication communication between departments communication between the customers it's the, it's an art Communication is an art. It's not something that um, basically you know how to write well or you know how to speak eloquently and then you reach to the people. It's not It's not like that. It's an art. It's now you uh, tell your unique uh, uh, proposition, unique point propositions to the customers. How you can unique selling propositions to the internal departments, internal customers. It's an art. Yeah. You have to be learned, you have to be taught, and you have to, to understand that all of them work together. Communication facilitates marketing, which yields sales. Yeah. That's a formula. You know, you, you remind me uh, when I decided to launch a new product. Um, and that was interesting. I didn't know anything about this product. I was not passionate about this product, but I found the way how to earn a lot of money. I invested a lot of resources uh, and did it for three years, three years. But when I got it, I hated Monday and love Friday. <laughs> I decided to quit, <laughs> to give up and forget forever about this product uh, because marketing can't help bad products. I couldn't create good product. I, I knew marketing, but I couldn't create good product. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wasted resources for three years. I hired uh, a lot of people and got it. No way. I will never do it like this because if I'm not passionate about that, only one way how you can overcome challenges, you need to love what you do because you can make everything wrong for five years, but you can learn how to improve and go ahead because if you hate your product, your uh, job then you can uh, burn up 
give up and you can suffer uh, it's not like happiness happiness is more important you know than anything else yeah go ahead by the way the most successful entrepreneurs they know how and when to quit yeah they don't always go all the way till they lose everything they know when and how to quit and that's the secret of their success sometimes it doesn't yeah. click with people sometimes it doesn't work um like you have to have a unique product you have to have a unique uh, marketing and you have to have a little bit of luck with people yeah. so it doesn't it doesn't all the time work that you have a product you have a good marketing and then you create a hit 99 99% of the startups or the SMEs that are venturing into the new markets they fail basically because yeah. there is no luck it has to be a little bit of luck and it has to be good fortune for them to be able to work and and i'm not saying that out of not statistic like i'm saying that from statistics um like you can have a great like there are many companies like for example facebook before facebook there were many companies in the marketplace that were competing myspace for example who remembers myspace I, I even, I, even didn't, I don't know if this company exists or not. You know? Yeah. yeah. MySpace was before Facebook and MSN was before Facebook and they were connecting people the same way Facebook is doing it right now. But yeah. Facebook had a little bit of luck, had a little bit of, uh, of uh, adversity, had a little bit of controversy. And what, that's what made a unique uh, packaging for the customers in order for them to absorb that kind of prop of, of service and it continued yeah. and it will continue to like forever until there is a new platform that replaces it it's interesting about uh, google plus uh, i remember google uh, had a lot of resources yeah. experience but this project didn't work because google is good with search engines you know on youtube good job google mm -hmm. good job mm -hmm. many products good job but google plus uh was not their main specialization it's like social media and they mm -hmm. failed you know they uh, yeah. by the way they created good product but people didn't want to use this product uh, nothing special nothing unique like TikTok. for example if i open TikTok, no by the way you know it's interesting i removed my TikTok because uh of one interesting thing uh tiktok learn uh, my interest uh what i like to watch and yeah when i spent like two hours watching these videos i <laughs> i thought that for me it's better to remove tiktok you know uh so you know uh, i i share story about my tiktok journey i decided mm -hmm. to remove uh, <laughs> this app because uh it's the best application ever that can learn my mind tiktok always shares videos that i love to watch i can't stop watching them you know uh, i can stop on facebook on instagram on youtube everywhere but it's hard for me on tiktok because tiktok knows what kind of content i like and mm -hmm. always share this content that's why i decided to remove for some time i know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, TikTok is, is really booming and, and basically in the alpha generation where there's like uh, people who are younger than the millennials and nowadays they have the computers and they have the phones with their hands when they were born. So, uh, I mean, that platform is going gonna, is gonna to boom and uh, the only problem I'm, 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 I'm kind of 
seeing with with uh, such a platform is their um, way how they handle the different kind of privacy issues in, in, in the different countries. But that's a different subject. But anyways, that's a booming that's a booming kind of platform that's gonna be a hit for for years and generations to come. So yeah, I mean, yeah. capitalizing on that platform is something which is unique. And I think that um, I've seen I've seen the low firm that uh, is in is in New York, I think, and they are making TikToks about. Um, their boss and how they would like to have, to make him famous, and they make funny jokes about memes and funny jokes about the office. And I was watching these videos and I was like amazed. I wasn't interested in law. I was interested in how they would make these memes, and it attracted me to follow them and to just watch. And I, I sent them a message and I told them, "You are doing a great job in marketing your product." Because remember, it's it's not about Telling people what you do. It's how you tell people what you do. Mm -hmm. That's the most yeah. important thing. Nice. Islam, I want to ask you about finding the right channel. We mm -hmm. discussed about TikTok. We can discuss about many different marketing channels. Digital marketing is huge. Uh, even uh, we can divide by paid marketing, organic reach. I think everything works well on the right hands and um, I see when uh, most uh, marketers uh, tell that you need to find where your audience is but I found a few issues with that when uh, my uh, clients for example told me uh, about we need to film short videos we need to film short videos because TikTok is booming uh, I need to get these clients but they uh, don't know how to film short videos. They have no time on that. Uh, they're not good with that. And uh, sometimes it's better to find what you like to do. For example, if you're good with writing, why you need to film videos? Just write. You know? If you're good with uh, creating pictures, design, go to Instagram, Pinterest. You can get clients there. A lot of great customers there. LinkedIn is good for business, but if you don't enjoy LinkedIn, why you need to suffer, you know, trying to mm -hmm. uh, chasing different best practices. And uh, I, I don't like best practices. I, can, I love to learn them, but I, I usually think, can I implement something like this or not? If uh, I don't know how to do it, if I'm not sure about that, it's better to skip it. Many other channels. So can you tell how to find this channel that will provide results? You need to pre-test the channels with the with the audience first. So, for example, if you have if you, if you have a company, or if you don't have a company and you need to understand how to reach the people, you need to speak to the people. You need to converse with them. So, uh, in focus groups, you need to uh, understand where they are, uh, what type of content they they like, what type of things they like. Uh, and this, by the way, affects how the brand is being communicated. So some brands are humorous brands, which you can absorb the fact that they are talking to you in humor and they are talking to you with jokes, but other brands will not be suitable for jokes. Other brands would be more corporate, would be more linkedin would be more uh, of something that... Um, like it cannot be it's a it's a suit brand like it cannot be seen as a brand that's casual or an instagrammy kind of brand so it's it depends on how you conduct the research with the customers you need to understand 
their their mentality and and how they how they react to the different kind of content that's being provided to you provided to them sorry by the company and by understanding this um you will go and you will um create the channel and after creating the channel you create the content calendar the content calendar and you will be able to measure engagement you will be able to measure uh how people react with the different kind of posts that you put um sometimes I, and i have seen many companies do it the 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 create a channel and it doesn't work doesn't click and they quit but without understanding why so without understanding how you um what's the reason of um uh, of of quitting that channel they quit. They simply quit without knowing from the people themselves if there is any possibility that this channel can be revived or if this channel can reach the right audience. So you need to converse with the people all the time. It's a it's a two ways channel, and 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 actually communications. As I said before, it's it's a missing link. Uh, you you would imagine that you're communicating with your customers by looking at their comments from 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 the feed but that's not communication that's commenting that's um that's community management and it's totally different from comment uh, from from communication communication is a two-way method that you you say something and then uh the customer replies to you back uh it's very simple but people don't understand how it works um sometimes they do surveys uh and in an endeavor to understand what people think but to be honest with you, surveys will not give you the, the information that you're looking for. Unless if they are structured in a way that they are cascading the knowledge of the of the customers into understanding the ultimate point that you are sometimes you ask five questions for for, for the sixth question to be answered. So yeah. it's it's really tricky, but you need any company needs to have communications. It's a two-way method. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it, great. Yeah, uh, I open your LinkedIn profile and I see that you highlight marketing and communication. You unite both. <laughs> I think it's important today to speak with your customers, to pay attention to them, to reply to their comments, because uh, today customers need this attention. If you can't communicate with them then your competitors will provide this hard job <laughs> instead of you and uh, islam i wanna ask you about uh, uh creating content that not boring creative content i mean like mm -hmm. uh, for example you know uh, once um, uh, i read an article about lloyd richards uh he wrote a book like he spent 14 years to write a single book 14 years a lot uh, because most books uh, offers usually spend like six months uh, an year yeah it's okay a few years but he spent 14 years to write a single book then he uh published this book and couldn't sell for 11 years so 11 years without sales nobody cared about this book just random sales but uh, then his daughter posted content on TikTok about this book from account with zero followers uh, and this video became viral plus 50 million people watch this video today this book is bestseller on Amazon you know it's interesting that one creative video beats a lot of marketing and sales methods 
because people need creativity and i think it's possible only on tiktok you know <laughs> when you have no followers uh, but you can create some engagement content interested content if people love watching this uh, videos tiktok will provide this engagement without any hard marketing and uh, that's why i love tiktok uh, tiktok knows what people want to watch and uh, of course i watch this video because I want to know how to get 50 million views and uh, what I found on this video it's not a uh, nice looking design simple design but it was creative so creative you know interesting that uh, uh, his uh, daughter uh, shared a story about his dad uh, and she uh, she sh uh, showed him he, she filmed him on this video how he uh, writes a book you can watch this video you know very popular video and uh, uh, I'm interested about creativity. Can you tell how to become creative in your marketing? Because I think marketing without creativity is useless. You know, you can mm -hmm. do everything right, but if it's not creative, if it's generic, if others have this marketing, it doesn't work. So, any tips about creativity? When you are uh, um, like trying to target customers, don't target everyone. Target the innovators. There is something in the innovation curve. It's called the innovators, the adopters, late adopters, late, the laggers, and every, everybody else. So when you are creating um, a snowball effect for your marketing, you start with the people who would accept it the most. And then you, you work your way with that. So, for example, uh, you'll tell me uh, I have a... I have an advertisement that I would like to promote to people. And that advertisement, uh, I needed to create a hit. So I'll tell you, let's create um, an understanding of how the innovators in your product think. So people in your product, they think that the highest price, they should buy the product. So we can make the product in the ad the higher than the competitors. At that moment, the innovators will try it. The late adopters will try it. The laggers will try it. Everybody will try it. It's the same concept when it comes to advertisements. When you, when you are targeting or creating an advertisement, you are not creating for everyone. You are creating for the most innovative minds that will understand complex, complex ideas, will will compose them into concrete uh, fantasies that they think about and relate to the brand with. So target these people first, and then you will find others who will follow. Like, for example, you will start a channel with five people who will be watching you, and then you, you find that in a month you have 1,000 people who are watching you. How does that work? It works because the innovators, they tell the people who are not innovators that they, this product or this person, they like. He is providing the newest stuff in the area, in his domain. So they will start watching. They will start to have congruent point of views. And then it, it, it creates a snowball effect with others. It's the most important thing. The communication that happens between these people is in your benefit it what what makes the product from the innovators to the late adopters happen or take place so that's the most important factor mm -hmm. nice nice islam uh 
let's talk about mistakes. You know, in my life, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them. For me, it's hard to find the right way without doing mistakes. So I usually start from best practices. Then uh, after fa failing, you know, I can find another way. You know, how to adapt to challenges, to change something, to go ahead. I can fail many times, but uh, if you like what you do, just go ahead. You can find something that will work for you. So can you list common mistakes that marketers still do today? and your tips how to find a much better way? Well, that's a very good question because um, I think that marketers think that they understand people a lot when they have many data. Mm -hmm. So when you have data and when you have numbers in front of you, you think you understand the people and people are not numbers and data. People are hearts and souls. And uh, when you have data to back up your, your assumption, that's good. But it's people are not about um, like, for example, an athlete who bought 50 Red Bulls, he will buy 60 Red Bulls if I create this marketing. It doesn't work that way. Um, it doesn't like people like you have to have a heart and soul in your campaign and you have to be very, very unique to attract the innovators, as I said. So I think that people or marketeers, they, they think that they overly understand their customers to the point that they do not communicate with them. Um, they rely heavily <clears throat> on best practices and overlooking for the competitors. So they see what the competitors are doing and they try to reverse engineer it or they try to uh, work backwards and come up with a very mutilated kind of product or marketing approach to the customers. And they think that it is the best because people are doing it. It doesn't work that way. Um, people think when they lower their prices, uh, or marketeers think when they lower their prices or package it in a certain way that they will attract customers. It doesn't work that way. You need to pre-test your product. For example, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example, Anatoly. Um, Louis Vuitton, they created, I think Louis Vuitton or Gucci, Gucci, I think Gucci, they created a discount month for their customers. And their most loyal customers came back to the brand and they, they, they gave them the products that they bought with thousands of dollars ripped off. And it, it was like they, they were they were doing like they were cutting off the, the, the products that they bought and they were throwing them in front of the faces of the custom reps of Gucci. Why? Because simply they have made a discount. A discount can be great, but it cannot be great for your for your product or your company. You need to understand your customers. If you are if you want to gain new customers, you will lose the the existing ones. So it doesn't matter if you gain five, six, seven, ten million customers. Most importantly, you keep your own customers. These are the ones who chose you from the world and they kept loyal to you and they gave you their heart and money for you to prosper. For you to create a, a, a discounted brand when, when you have promoted your ethos based on luxury and um, an innovation, it doesn't work. It's like going yeah. to AI and telling them, how can I market more to my, my customers? They will tell you, give them discounts. 
but you need the human mind to understand the whole formula, the whole picture, and to understand that these customers, they don't need discounts. They, they, they need an overpriced product even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I remember a story. Uh, actually, I don't remember the name of this guy, even the company, but he was the top manager of Apple. Then uh, he changed the company to become CEO of another company, but uh, luxury brand. Uh, and uh, what he did, he uh, canceled all discounts on this brand and this brand lost a lot of sales <laughs> because if something works for apple apple clients don't need discounts now they are they are willing to buy apple you know apple watch iphone you know yeah they don't need discounts because yeah we can wait for some time to get new product but uh vice versa the another brand uh that share uh clothes you know many things you know t-shirts uh their clients need <laughs> discounts so that's why that, that was big failure uh, famous story and uh, yeah you mentioned about louis vuitton you know my t-shirt cost like five dollars <laughs> i'm not the client of louis vuitton but i can tell you need to learn and understand your clients it doesn't matter you know you don't need to satisfy me because you can satisfy me with apple uh, gadgets that i love it uh so yeah i agree and, and this is what i disagree with my colleagues in, in in academia or in the marketing area that innovators can be innovators in all kind of products you can be an innovate an innovator in one category of the products but you can be a late adopter in another category of the products. It's not an inherent uh, genes that you get from people uh, that he's an innovator, he will always be an innovator. No, I, th I don't think so. An innovator could be someone who buys firsthand a product that he or she likes because they would like to belong uh, to a certain group and they would like to dominate that group by saying that I have an Apple or I have an iPhone. In other products, they don't care. They just would like to have a t-shirt. They would like, just like to have a car, a regular car. Uh, one of the examples is, um, is a guy who went to, he was not wearing uh, good, 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 uh, good clothes, and he went to one famous brand of cars, and he wanted to buy that brand. The salesman of that brand told him to go flip off, and, and basically they, they kicked him out of the agency. The guy bought all the cars and he turned them to taxis. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's a very yeah. famous story. Like, and and it's it's you can be an innovator in your choice of a car, but in your choice of clothes, you cannot be an innovator. It's just the way how you work. Mm -hmm. Nice. And Islam, my final question about your experience. I love asking this question because um, I found that. I usually get great results with customers who understand SEO because we can cooperate like a cohesive team. I don't need to explain many things, why we need to create high quality content, why we need to know our customers, why we need to use PR, link building, why hat link building. Uh, when they understand, 
So it's not simple. Uh, yeah, of course we have some challenges, but it's much simpler than to cooperate with clients who don't understand SEO because I was on the same boat many years ago when I started my online journey. Yeah, I uh, tried to cooperate with three different SEO specialist companies and uh, failed all the time because uh, I don't want to blame them. But I that was my mistake. I didn't know what kind of traffic I need. I didn't understand how it works. But after learning, I got it. It's important. And today, if my clients don't understand SEO, I tell them, take my course. Learn from Lily Ray, Mike Phillips, Jeff Coyle, Chelsea Alves, because it costs like $10, $20, not a lot. But you can learn the basic, how it works, and we can go ahead. Uh, Islam, let's imagine you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. Forget about mm -hmm. all your experience. Your student, first day uh, in this uh, uh, college life. <laughs> I don't want to call it college. Uh, okay, the first day of education. But you need to learn how to grow international brands, how to learn marketing. Tell, what will you do today? To learn from scratch. I would ask my peers, my friends. Mm -hmm. So um, people inherently trust others when it comes to purchasing decisions. And when it comes to um, something that's related to their um, probably future or something that's related to their purchasing choices, they go to their trusted entities. It might be a family member, it might be a friend, it might be a parent, it might be a close um, a close um, person. It doesn't matter who is, who is he or who is she. But when, when, when trying to learn from scratch, like babies, for example, we always go to our parents and we always ask, mom or dad, I have seen this. Uh, what do you think? Uh, does it, is it good? Is it bad? Or so we inherently learn from others because we are very dependent on people when it comes to knowledge and when it comes to references. And uh, that's why people, when they go to Amazon and Amazon, they promote this very much. And actually, like, um, you will see that people will go to the, to the um, um, uh, reviews of the people. Even Google, mm -hmm. they promote the reviews. So I think that people's knowledge of the product previous knowledge of the product would would make um, paramount um, paramount results when it comes to others so I think the most important thing is for you to create freemiums for people with decision making abilities that's how LinkedIn is doing it so they do they go up they go approach people and they tell them okay, you, you do not want to be a LinkedIn um, gold member or whatever, uh, but we will give you one month for free to try it out, to, uh, to see how it works. And he or she likes it. And then he starts talking about it to others who can listen, who do not have LinkedIn premium. And they will say, okay, I'll like $199 per year for unlimited amount of emails and um absolute reach to companies that's a very good deal some of of the customers for sure will be having linkedin premium just for showing off that they have linkedin premium and they cannot be seen as less than that 
but people use it for utilitarian purposes. So my point, my point given back here is use the power of the decision makers to um, communicate to the people who are not in, 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 in power. Give them freemiums, give them a taste of your product so that they can understand who you are, what you represent, and what kind of product you are trying to offer. And then they, are, they will communicate the value to others. That's the most important thing. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love freemium. Love LinkedIn. And love learning from great experts like you, Islam. Thanks Thank a lot you. for taking part in my podcast to Thank share you. all these valuable insights. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me anytime. My name is Islam Gouda. Uh, I have a blog. If you type in in Google my name, you'll find my blog. Uh, I, I try to write regularly, but unfortunately, I don't have the time. But sometimes I work. I, I write for the different like Product Marketing Alliance, Revenue Marketing Alliance, uh, Digital Donut of the UK, Inc. Magazine, American Marketing Association. Um, I have different writings and I have different kind of um, uh, approach when it comes to marketing. I have a passion for marketing and I would like people to learn and understand how to market because if they know and understand how to market, they will have self-control and they will have to um, know how to better portray their own products or brands because people are brands and products and, and you have to have a passion for that in order for you to portray yourself in the best way and best manner possible. So you can reach me on LinkedIn anytime. You can email me, islamguda at hotmail.com, and I'll be very happy to answer any question. I provide consultation for many companies around the world, and yeah. Thank you. Yeah, nice, nice. Guys, you can find the link to LinkedIn account in the description below. Thanks. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it, Thank Islam. You. Love it. Thank so valuable. You. Guys, you need to follow Islam because you can see a lot of value. Okay, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.